Welcome to episode number 28 of the podcast, Ignite Your Life with Laura, Laura Edmund Lunds. That's me. So this week's episode is meant to get you thinking. It began from a quote I read a long time ago, and I'm so sorry, I don't know anymore where it came from. So my apologies, but it made such a profound impact on me. It's been on my mind ever since. Okay, so the quote is, I am the woman with the basket and how I fill it is a question that matters. Think about that. In today's episode, I want to unpack it a bit to give you something to think about because next week I'm releasing one of the most important episodes I've ever created. This week's episode will get you ready. Now, as always, any products, links, etc. that I mentioned can be found in the show notes and all the show notes can be found at lauraerdmanlentz.com forward slash podcast. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast with me, Laura Erdman Lentz. I want to inspire you to step into your extraordinary life, that life that is deeply fulfilling, full of purpose, and vibrantly joyful for you, whatever that is. In each show, I share tips and time-tested techniques that have helped hundreds of clients live more satisfying lives over 30 years of life coaching. If you're ready, let's do this. This podcast episode is sponsored by The Wellness Bar, a private Facebook community focused on wellness for women. If you're ready to explore your own wellness journey, maybe to have more energy or to enjoy life more fully, join two other fellow wellness warriors and me in our private Facebook group, The Wellness Bar, a space for women to focus on wellness, mind, body, and spirit. In the group, we share wellness tips and tricks. We host mini classes, challenges, and have giveaways to encourage members to try new things and sample new practices and to have a lot of fun. Because we know each woman has her own unique needs and goals, we create the space for each woman to create her own plan for her wellness goals. You can take a tiny step or a big leap, whatever you feel ready for. Whether it's feeling more energetic, dealing with stress, getting better sleep, mindfulness, healthy eating, or simply a place to feel supported and laugh together about the challenges of life. Whatever it is for you, we've got you covered. And it's free. So join us at lauraerdmanlentz.com forward slash wellness. And as always, the link is in the show notes. Before we pop in to today's session, I want to encourage you to shoot me questions. I would love to answer it in a podcast. Now, I might actually create an entire podcast around your question, depending on what it is. Now, you can actually leave me a voice message that I can play on the podcast, which is kind of cool, through a link that's in the show notes, or you can also just send me a message via Instagram or Facebook. Now, I do have a question for us this week. I received this question from Kathy via Instagram. So this one is on episode number 21, which was around wellness challenges. I listened to your challenges podcast and I'm intrigued. Can you speak to how long an effective challenge should be? I feel like anything less than 20 days isn't going to be helpful since it takes at least that long to create a habit. That is such a great question, Kathy. And to be fair, if that is what you want to do, if you want to create a habit to cultivate a habit, 
then by all means, do a longer one. And it can be up to 60 days. It depends on the study you're looking at for cultivating a habit. And it also depends on how hard it is or easy for you. The definition of a habit is it bypasses the prefrontal cortex, which we talked about in the challenges podcast, which is when you don't have to think about doing it anymore, right? You don't have to decide. You just do it. And I know you have things that you do that are like that for you. So you, so you know what I'm talking about. I don't have to think about my supplements anymore. It's just part of my daily routine. After I eat breakfast, I'm cleaning up the kitchen. I take my supplements. I don't have to think about it. And that's when something's become a habit, you no, no longer have to use that precious prefrontal cortex energy in order to get it done. So if you want to create a habit, I definitely recommend 20 to maybe even 45 days to get that habit going. But if it's something that you're doing just to jumpstart you, maybe you, you want to get back to getting to bed early and it's only going to take three nights of intentional effort because you know it's something you really want to do. Or maybe it's something that you don't necessarily want to cultivate a habit from it. You just want to do it. Like I want to spend five days connecting with a friend every single day. And that just gets you back into touch with people and gets the ball rolling, so to speak. Then, you know, maybe five days is all you need. Um, so you decide really what is the ideal length for you in order to make whatever change it is that you want to make. So Kathy, I hope this answers your questions. Let me know if it doesn't. And anyone else, if you have any questions about any of the podcasts or really anything else, let me know. Happy to answer it on a podcast. So when I started thinking about sharing this quote with you all, it, it's kind of personal. I have to admit, this is one of those that affected me on a really deep level, and I wasn't actually sure I wanted to put it out in the world, but I decided to, and in order to do that, in order to give it the best service, if you will, I chose not to outline this episode, and I wanted it to be a conversation that I have with you that I'm sharing from my heart, so I want you to hear it from your heart as well. This is this could be a real a pivotal time for you. Um, it certainly was for me, um, and if it is for you, I want to honor that. And and let me know if it if it makes a shift for you. I would love to hear so we can we can connect over that. So let me take a moment and reread the quote. I am the woman with the basket, and how I fill it is a question that matters. So. I see the basket as my life, right? And what I put into my life matters. It, it matters to me. It matters to my family and friends. It also matters to the world. And I think we're all beginning to understand just how connected we are in this world right now. And, and it's important. And whether or not we want our basket to be full of a lot of little things or full of a few big things, if we want it to look neat and tidy, or if we actually prefer it to be like this messy glob of a whole bunch of different things, which is a wonderful thing too for some people. It's like, what do you want to put into your basket? Now, when I first heard this, I thought of it both on the macro and micro level. So macro, cosmically speaking, what about my whole life? You know, looking at this basket as my life, 
what do I want to put in it? You know, I'm, I'm on the verge of empty nesting. So for a long time, my basket was in a major way children and business. In fact, it probably was divided 50-50 between children and business and, and running my business. And now as I'm on the verge of letting go of part of that, you know, of course, children will be part of my life, but not as big of a part going forward. What else do I want to put in there? What resonates? What feels good? And I want to be intentional with what I put in my basket. You know, what philanthropy is important to me? What friends are important to me? What activities, what clubs do I want to be part of? What do I want to learn more about? What what needs to have room in my basket? And then add other things if there's space. And we can see this microcosmically as well, and that is day-to-day. How do you want to fill your days? What percentage of time do you want to be in different areas of your life? And yeah, I do recommend looking at that. Like what percentage of time do you want to want to be self-care and with family and your business and maybe a side hustle that you're working on? And it doesn't mean you have to be perfect every day, but I found that very helpful to start tracking my time and percentages because I did realize there were great chunks of time that I wasn't using in a way that felt good to me, that wasn't intentional. I really was wasting the, that time. And so I, instead, I began to reorganize my days in a way that filled my basket with more intention and it felt better, right? So think about your own basket and you can think of it macrocosmically and or microcosmically. I recommend both. And first of all, notice if there's clutter. And unless you've already intentionally decluttered your life, I guarantee there's a little bit of clutter in there. What are the things you can get rid of? And you might not be able to get rid of everything, but get rid of some of the things. And in fact, what I recommend even more as empty the basket completely, metaphorically, of course. And the first thing you want to put in are your priorities. Have you ever seen that meme where it's it's a jar and it looks full? There's there's big stones in it and it looks full. And then the person can add littler stones, right? And still looks full. And then they add sand and then it looks full again. And then they add water. That's so true of our life. Like it can feel overwhelmingly full, but it's not. We can always add other things. So empty your basket and put in the big stones first. Those are your priorities. What is the most important thing that you have time for? Again, macrocosmically, so in your life in general, and then just in your days, what is the most important thing? For me, I put self-care in first, and that's something I have learned the hard way years of work with my own life coach and my therapist to work on putting self-care in first, but that's important, right? And then what are your smaller stones? What is your sand? What is your water? And fill your basket with great intention for your life and for your days and make sure that you have that basket looks the way you want it to look. Maybe you want it cluttered full of stuff because that just feels good. You just like having lots of stuff. I know people who love chaos around them. I have a friend who has seven children and she thrives in it. She loves the craziness around her. Like it just fills her up. 
It fills her with so much joy, I can't even imagine. And and then there are other people who just, I just want a few things. I think about my husband. He just has like three things in his basket. And he rocks those three things, but he just keeps so much balance in his life. He is a Tai Chi master, if you didn't know. And that is how he lives his life. Like it's so simple. He's It's very simple. When we moved in together, we had, I think it was a 16-foot moving van. And his stuff filled maybe the first two feet of the truck. And my stuff filled the rest of the truck and the pickup a friend of ours had and brought along. I had so much stuff. Now, to be fair, he was living in a home with friends. He didn't have any furniture. I had all the furniture, all the pots and pans, all the dishes, etc. But it's true. I have more stuff than he does. He likes that simple life. And if I were at, to ask him this question, he would probably have three things in his macro basket and maybe four things in his micro basket. It's very simple. And maybe that's what it's like for you too. You just want to be intentional, right? Like do what feels right for you. You are here to design your life. And yes, there are definitely going to be parts that you're not in control of yet. Maybe it's something you can get control of. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know your life. I just know that there are certainly times when there are things that you need to do and you need to take care of that aren't necessarily something you would choose. I know I've had that over the past few years for sure. And the rest of your time, you can. Like we want to be really intentional with whatever it is that we can control. And I will also say, I recommend looking at those things you feel like you can't control and just make sure you can't control them. You might not be able to, to be truly fair, but there are often times we feel like we can't when we really can. Okay. I hope this helps you think about your own life, think about your own basket, and remember how you fill it is a question that matters. And then definitely join me for next week's episode. It's a big one. I have a release coming out and it's something that's really near and dear to my heart. It's something that's very important for all of us to work on and be aware of. And I'm hoping everything you thought about today will get you ready for that, that next step, so to speak. Thanks for joining me and we'll see you next time. It's time for our wellness tip. In each podcast, I will be sharing with you a simple wellness tip you can easily incorporate into your life to feel better. If you have tips or tricks you have questions around or you want me to talk about, leave me a message. So for today's wellness tip, I thought I would share with you a super simple tool that you might like to put into that basket of yours, breathing. And more specifically, a breathing practice. So being intentional around taking some deep breaths, or even doing more complex breathing practices. Now, this comes, of course, from my yoga background, but here's the thing. Just taking a breath and focusing on maybe just taking 10 intentional breaths in a row is such a powerful tool for helping you feel better. So stick with me. First of all, we all tend to hold our breath. So there are times when we hold our breath and that creates tension in the body. It actually can stimulate the stress response in our body. Whenever I'm teaching yoga, I'm constantly reminding students to breathe. And it's so funny because in the beginning, you know, in the first few classes, students laugh at me, breathe. (laughs) That's so stupid. Of course I'm breathing. 
And by about the fourth or fifth class, you can see it dawn on them that, wait, I wasn't breathing. I was holding my breath. And frankly, usually when I tell my students to breathe, I'm holding my breath too. I catch myself holding my breath. So it reminds me to remind them to breathe. So in yoga, the breath is seen as the carrier of prana, which is also chi, your life force, that energy force inside of us. And when we breathe, especially with intention, it brings that prana into our body. It can fill ourselves with prana. But that's only if it's like a relaxing, not held, not tense breath. So the other thing about the breath that makes it really powerful, it is the only function, automatic function of the body that can also be controlled. Okay, so we have two sides to our nervous system. We have the side that is automatic and that controls things that you don't want to have to think about like breathing, heart pumping, brain thinking. That's the automatic side. And then you have the non-automatic side. And those are things that you do have to think about, like moving my arm or swallowing. You have to think about doing it. And the breath is something that happens without thinking about it, but you can also change it. And so in yogic philosophy, we believe that helps you tap into that part of our body that we don't control, which is that automatic part. And part of the automatic nervous system is the stress response and the relaxation response. So the stress response and relaxation response are, you think they're contrary systems, but they actually function, I guess they are contrary. They function like a balanced scale, right? They're both functioning at the same time always, but one is more dominant the other as, than the other. So as you know, the, the balance tips towards stress, then relaxation goes up and becomes less dominant and vice versa. So in yogic philosophy, we believe as you breathe, it allows you to tap into that automatic place and you can begin to shift over to relaxation. It's a really powerful tool and I highly recommend adding it into your day, just stopping and taking three to 10 regular breaths. We're not even saying a deep breath, just regular breaths, breathing in calm, exhaling tension, visualizing it, having it be a really gentle breath. It's a really powerful tool and it's definitely a good thing. I just released a new ebook. I'm so excited about this one, Ignite Your Life, The Three Fundamentals for a Truly Happy Life. Y'all, I coalesced my life coaching philosophy, if you will, and what I work on with my clients into three steps. I'm telling you, these are things that we've talked about. I talk about them all the time, but there they are, all succinct and easy, shall we say, in the ebook. I encourage you, go grab the ebook, read it. It is meant to be an exercise, not just to read, and let me know how you rated yourself for each of the three steps. Where are you right now? I would love to hear from you. Now, you can find the ebook at lauraerdmanluntz.com forward slash ebook, and that doesn't have any hyphens or anything, one word, or of course, the link is also in the show notes. I'm telling y'all, it's going to help you take the next step into your extraordinary life because life is meant to be extraordinary. 
Thank you for joining me. I would so appreciate your support for this podcast by taking a moment to leave a review for me wherever you listen to your podcasts. I promise to read each one. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with others. May you be inspired to live your extraordinary life because life is meant to be extraordinary. See y'all next week.